had been undisturbed for a very long time, perhaps even since it had been laid to rest. The librarian fetched a checked duster and wiped away the dust, a black, thick, tenacious Victorian dust, a dust composed of smoke and fog particles accumulated before the Clean Air Acts. Roland undid the bindings. The book sprang apart like a box, disgorging leaf after leaf of faded paper, blue, cream, grey, covered with rusty writing, the brown scratches of a steel nib. Roland recognized the handwriting with a shock of excitement. They appeared to be notes on Vico, written on the backs of book bills and letters. The librarian observed that it didn't look as though they'd been touched before. Their edges, beyond the pages, were dyed soot black, giving the impression of the borders of mourning cards. They coincided precisely with their present positions, edge of page and edge of stain. Roland asked if it was in order for him to study these jottings. He gave his credentials. He was part-time research assistant to Professor Blackadder, who had been editing Ash's complete works since 1951. The librarian tiptoed away to telephone. Whilst he was gone, the dead leaves continued a kind of rustling and shifting, enlivened by their release. Ash had put them there. The librarian came back and said yes, it was quite in order, as long as Roland was very careful not to disturb the sequence of the interleaved fragments until they had been listed and described. The librarian would be glad to know of any important discoveries Mr. Mitchell might make. All this was over by 10.30. For the next half hour, Roland worked haphazardly, moving backwards and forwards in the Vico, half looking for Proserpina, half reading Ash's notes, which was not easy, since they were written in various languages, in Ash's annotating hand, which was reduced to a minute near-printing, not immediately identifiable as the same as his more generous poetic or letter-writing hand. At eleven, he found what he thought was the relevant passage in Vico. Vigo had looked for historical fact in the poetic metaphors of myth and legend. This piecing together was his new science. His Proserpine was the corn, the origin of commerce and community. Randolph Henry Ashe's Proserpine had been seen as a Victorian reflection of religious doubt, a meditation on the myths of resurrection. Lord Leighton had painted her, distraught and floating, a golden figure in a tunnel of darkness. Blackadder had a belief that she represented, for Randolph Ashe, a personification of history itself in its early mythical days. Ashe had also written a poem about Gibbon, and one about the Venerable Bede, historians of greatly differing kinds. Blackadder had written an article on R. H. Ashe and relative historiography. Roland compared Ashe's text with the translation, and copied parts onto an index card. He had two boxes of these, tomato red and an intense grassy green with springy plastic hinges that popped in the library silence. Ears of grain were called apples of gold, which must have been the first gold in the world while metallic gold was unknown. So the golden apple which Hercules first brought back or gathered from Hesperia must have been grain, and the Gallic Hercules with links of this gold that issue from his mouth chains men by the ears, something which will later be discovered as a myth concerning the fields. Hence Hercules remained the deity to propitiate in order to find treasures, whose god was Dis, 
identical with Pluto, who carries off Proserpine, another name for Ceres, or grain, to the underworld described by the poets, according to whom its first name was Styx, its second the land of the dead, its third the depth of furrows. It was of this golden apple that Virgil, most learned in heroic antiquities, made the golden bough Aeneas carries into the inferno or underworld. Randolph Henry Ashe's Proserpina, gold-skinned in the gloom, was also grain-golden, also bound with golden links, which might have been jewellery or chains. Roland wrote neat cross-references under the headings of grain, apples, chain, treasure. Folded into the page of Vico on which the passage appeared was a bill for candles, on the back of which Ash had written, the individual appears for an instant, joins the community of thought, modifies it, and dies.